0: A little warning ahead of time the audio for this episode is not the best. I did the best I could to fix what I had, but here it is. I, I hope it works and enjoy the episode. <laughs> The piano player a fresh new wave podcast i'm spencer and uh I'm again without j-dog but he will return in the near future hopefully uh we're this is like the tail end of the season i think we have around maybe six or seven episodes left to record not a whole lot more but i was kind of saving this one for for the end because it's a big one and I knew it was a lot to take, and so I was like, I don't want to watch this one early on, and so I want to save like the like the uh, this this uh, this one for yeah. uh, later on, when some am more uh, I'm used to like sadness and stuff like that in the movie we're watching. So this one is uh, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and um, uh, I have two two returning guests for the first time together. Um, uh one is well introduce you guys. And
1: introduce yourselves. How about
0: first? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm Alexandria Daniels. I'm also known as film and vinyl on social media. <laughs> I'm a film writer.
3: Uh hi, I'm Jared Gilman. I, I act and things sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes.
3: Yeah, it happens. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're also the youngest person I'm allowed on this show. Because, right. uh, this. 23 uh, is the cutoff. Yeah, 8 years is the cutoff. 8 years younger is because I, I don't feel too old.
3: I see, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but,
0: uh, yeah, so, um. Uh, well, first off, this is a musical, which means by default, Alexandria has to be an episode that's yes. the that's rule.
1: <laughs> yes, it's the <a>
0: rule here. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, well, I'll start with you, Chair, because I don't know your history with musicals or yeah. or anything really. Uh-huh. Uh Do you? What, do you <laughs> like? Uh, do
3: you like them? Uh, I uh, th- I I'm I'm not exactly the the, the, the biggest uh, uh, uh musical. I mean, like, I, I, my parents would, you know, they definitely took me to see quite, quite a few when I was, like, a kid, because we lived pretty cl- you know, we lived relatively near New York City, so we would, my parents took advantage of that, um, but, like, I, I wouldn't really call myself, like, a, a musical, uh, uh, fan, so, uh, it means it's not usually what i listen to and and, uh but but you know i I, it's been a while since i've really kind of looked at anything okay um well
0: did this was this a good movie to you did you enjoy this one
3: yeah this one i i I liked it uh i i i think i I enjoyed like the the visual aspect the most um uh, and i liked the like, I, I, I the story took a little bit for me to kind of get one over. I don't know. Like I, I like it kind of like once I got split up and then things kind of started happening. Uh, that, yeah. Well, you, you know, if you were expecting like, a happy ending, like I like that this doesn't really, you know, they don't go into spoilers. I guess it's okay, right?
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um uh, <laughs> well,
3: yeah well uh, did you remember how you first heard of this one but yeah no uh i don't remember actually how i first heard about it probably just yeah i don't know i mean like i i i when i was in in when i was a freshman there i had a friend who 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 took me out to go see uh babe angels um right that was the the one he did right before uh yes um, the one right before this yeah it was like playing at, at like film farm or like one of those one of those theaters and it was like within walking distance so he we went and we went to go see it and so then i, I think I, I may have just been like looking through his other films and i just thought it may have been like how i first became aware of it or maybe maybe when la la land came out i don't know and i uh, i know damian joseph's those mentioning that movie, I think, in the like, interviews and that maybe, like, how I, I first became aware of it. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I, it's a little embarrassing, I guess, but, but I think that's kind of how it happened for me.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's think,
3: only one that, like, I had been sort of aware of when I was growing up. This is one of the more recent ones I became.
0: Yeah, I think I uh, had a similar thing. Way. I went to La La Land that I knew what it was but mm-hmm. I'd heard the name Umbrella Brother mm-hmm. Cherborg at various... Uh, like getting into Criterion stuff, it's mm-hmm. just a name that you, you hear a lot.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's when I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. That was one of those
3: for me for sure. <laughs> so thank you for inviting me on to this. And so that was like, a perfect uh-huh. excuse for me a lot oh. Yeah, you're
0: welcome. Uh, and uh, Alexandra, how, do you remember how you first uh, heard, of, heard of this one?
2: Yeah, I heard around the same time I saw Young Girls of Worship 4. It was, like, years ago when um, Hulu had the Gaterian, um collection on there. This is like, way before I'm even Shock was even a thing. And um, they had a selection of all these uh, French New Way films, and I could kind of just, like, go down a rabbit hole, basically. And after um, I saw Young Girls, I just eventually just saw uh, Umbrellas right after that. And uh, I, I don't i to say I fell in love with it immediately. Because it was just so sad and um, I was like, this is such a contrast from the other ones. But I love the colors and just the appeal of, you know, of the music and the acting and everything. So eventually it grew on me and I began to really appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, like this is my first viewing and like the first maybe third of it, when they're together, like that part, I was like, okay, this is like, you know, standard musical thing. Mm-hmm. And then when they get separated is when it's like, Oh, this is actually uh, emotionally a, a lot to handle. And then the end was when I was when I cried, which I think is when most people cry when they meet, you know, after being separated mm-hmm. for so long. And then, and like, that's when it really became great about thinking about it in retrospect, like it's just one of the things that it kind of, it, it's not immediate as you have to kind of like really for me had to had to linger for a bit to mm-hmm. really sink in yeah yeah i used
2: to cry at the end of it but after watching it for this episode i i no longer cried i cried more like when they left and mm-hmm. uh, where they separated in the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when i really yeah. kind of like a, that's a, that's really sad i mean the one thing about this musical it's a little bit more on the realistic side you know i mean mm-hmm. up to Two young people falling in love, and then war comes in between them, so they have no choice but to separate. Yeah,
0: um, but at the end,
2: um, it's I had a different perspective at the end.
0: Um, yeah. Well, um, what, what, what was what was your perspective before on the end, and what how did it change?
2: I think I think it was more upset. Like in the, in the very beginning, the ending made me upset, just because I wanted them to have an happy a happy ending, and they yeah. couldn't reunite. Um. But now after watching it, you know, years later and just watching it now and maybe having a little bit more experience when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. um, I'm OK with them not getting together mm-hmm. in the end. And I think it actually makes more sense for them not
0: to. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. uh, like compared it to a, a young girl La Rochefort, like young girls Rochefort is like pure fantasy happiness. And this is like life sucks, and being an adult isn't fun.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think that Young Girls is more about the, uh, you know, the American musical where everyone kind of gets what they want. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all good things. And kind of like the basis is like, kind of like the constructions of like a comedy, too, but you know, everyone gets what they want. Uh, you know, the bad guys go away, whatever, it's fine. But this one, it's, it's different. Um, I was watching a video about the film and they were talking about how the film is actually sometimes not always considered a French New Wave film Mm -hmm. because of how it's constructed and I found that really interesting but I guess it's because of Jacques Demy and his own um, approach to film and this film still has some like a traditional like French cinema aspects to it and I, I'm not quite exactly sure why but one thing I'll have to say is it, there there's more of a realism to this film yeah and yes. uh, that's something I kind of appreciate in the in, re- in regards to this trilogy um, I haven't seen Lola yet and that's one I really like to kind of talk about that film or at least they reference that film in this film so we have a better idea what went on and um it just kind of shows that the complexity of relationships and how you, at first you could be really naive, thinking that you're going to be with this person forever, mm-hmm. uh, even if you guys were separate, you may reunite, but that is not always the case. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of like the mom character mm-hmm. in that respect because I think she brings that angle. Uh, she got it got on my nerves, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, <she's laughs> but,
2: loving. but I kind of see where she's she was lovin- coming
0: from. She's loving, but she's also trying to be like, but the real world doesn't work. Doesn't like work with the Yeah, like at first I thought she
2: was so negative. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just 16. Relax. But now I'm like, okay, I, I get it now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mom's got it right.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. She has the points.
0: Yeah, and uh, oh, uh, actually, there I did know about like some of this movie before unintentionally. The the episode of Futurama, hmm. Jurassic Park, the saddest episode TV I've ever seen um if you guys have seen it it's the one where fry where fry um they go to like the this the underground old new york and like fry's old dog is waiting in a spot for him where wait for him when he went to the future and so it, it petrified in place and it's really tragic and oh, uh
1: goodness.
0: yeah it's uh there's some future episodes i just can't watch a second time because there's too much to handle. Mm-hmm. And at the saddest part, when you see a... a mon- I don't, I'm about to cry, actually. where you see a montage of the dog waiting forever, uh, they play I will wait for you from this from this movie. Uh... Which made this movie even uh, harder to take in some parts, where it's like... It's just like, I, I don't expect to feel sad, but not this sad. Mm. <laughs> Because it's combined with the, uh, you know, with one of the best episodes of TV, and like this movie is generally great. It's like uh, I don't, this is just too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to take a break watching this.
3: Yeah, it's only ninety minutes, but it packs a
2: punch. It does. All right. All right so, um... All right,
0: well, okay, uh, well. Uh, what uh, what uh, for you to like? What doesn't work in this movie? Like, what are the negatives for you?
1: Well,
2: initially, it, the only negative I had was about the mother character because I wasn't quite sure exactly what her aim was. Like, initially when. You know, she kind of finds out her daughter is seeing guy. Um, it's like, are you, is she just upset because she's young? Is it is it she upset because he doesn't have enough money? <laughs> like, what what was the angle? <laughs> and um, I thought that a so that part wasn't exactly clear until uh, they're about to lose their business. And then the money aspect comes in. So I didn't really quite get the whole like, what exactly was the mother's intentions for her daughter, per se, and um, I just wish they kind of went a little bit more in-depth with that. Um, kind of like, like in Young Girls where they talked mm-hmm. about, like everyone kind of talked about their love story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I kind of wish they did that with the mom, you know, because I know it's like, she seems to be single, and that's why I call it like, she was very negative, like, are you projecting on your daughter right now because you're just, you're so critical of her. It would be nice to hear a little bit more about her backstory.
1: So we can yeah.
2: understand where she was coming from. I mean, it kind of, it kind of makes sense towards the end, you know, you know, considering the fact, you know, she does like the, um, Genevieve, um, you know, gets pregnant and so she really needs someone to take care of her. Um, so it does make sense. She goes with a guy who has money and, mm-hmm. you know, she'll be okay. But I just wish there was a little bit more in depth with that character. So that we will know. Um, I, I mean, I mean she should be a bit more likable
0: later in so, film, but that's pretty much it. Hmm. Okay, um, okay, Jared, what about you? Was there anything that stuck out that didn't work for you?
3: Um, I mean, I guess... Uh, I, I mean, I, I... I have a lot of, like, I guess, respect for the, the music and the, the singing and all that, and the fact that it's not like you know it's it probably was its own like beast to kind of figure out and shoot and all that because they're you know the songs aren't like sort of traditional pop songs they're kind of like they're you know there's no like choruses or anything like that it's just like dialogue that you're singing and it it was inter- interesting to watch but I think it was like I had to like acclimate sort of to it a little bit huh hmm.
0: so, so you didn't. so you didn't know ahead of time it was no I also, knew that it know? was
3: I mean like I knew what it was going in but just like watching it okay you know mm-hmm. like I I, I I I mean it was it, again I think maybe again I think also again I literally just watched this movie today for the first time so like it is sort of still kind of settling in and I think like I can always watch it again and then maybe the music kind of clicks a bit more with me and uh, I enjoy it on that level a bit more but like I guess I guess like in terms of my ability to kind of be engaged with the film like the music was sort of like uh, uh, uh slight, maybe, hurdle that I had to kind of, like, get over it a little bit. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Um, have like, you seen um, Young Girls of Rose
3: No, I have not.
0: Okay. Uh, the only, one, yeah, yeah, the
3: only one, the only other three film that I've seen is Babe Angels.
0: Oh. Young Girls is more more traditional, like, Jean Kelly musical, and Jim mm-hmm. Kelly is actually oh. in it, and it's it's, uh, uh, just like
1: pure
0: joy and happiness it's so or like like 2 hours hour oh, 45 wow. i'm not sure but uh it's just like
2: that pure joy the time the, the time will fly by cuz it's that fun <laughs> mm. oh
0: you
3: yeah, know i have been watching a bunch of like uh, long indian movies uh, the last month or so 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 2 hours is like whatever <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna start talking about Indian movies.
3: Yeah, it's uh, a whole separate try. conversation but, but like you mentioned yeah. the runtime thing and like I I think I've sort of like at least for 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 the time being right now mm. I, I I I don't care about Raanjham's anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, like every movie I've seen in a theater since RRR has been an Indian movie. Nice. Like,
3: nothing like nothing I missed else. Missed out on Vikram.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like nothing else is like worth the price of a movie ticket. Like, because with an Indian movie, you, you get three hours. of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even with mediocre, it's still fun. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> I don't watch too many Indian films, so I should.
3: <laughs> that, uh, yeah, not they're not a, not a lot of fun. fun. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Should not I start <laughs>
2: with RRR? Because I saw
3: the trailer. Yeah, that's a good. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. it's
3: yeah. good. Yeah, but it's it's like so every out. single one I've been watching after, I keep comparing it to it to it. So it's like. I started, I think. Well, no. I did start with the Bollywood Bali- ones first because I, I started because I think at that point, R was like only just about to start uh, dropping. Uh, was only about to uh, drop on Netflix. So, um, yeah. yeah. So there's a oh, is oh, right oh, not really a Bollywood movie, right? Uh, it's mm-hmm. Tollywood. Yeah, Tollywood. Okay. Because it's Gotta in
0: yeah, uh, there's uh, Netflix has a whole bunch, but you kind of have to look for them. Hulu yeah. has a whole bunch, you have to look for. The problem Amazon is Amazon Prime, Prime has a like... bunch. yeah, yeah. I yeah so, a
3: bunch on Amazon Prime
0: yeah, you have to actively look for them and know the titles.
3: Yeah, okay.
2: yeah I'll find stuff.
3: Uh, well, I, uh... I was watching the ones that, that you, you recommended to me on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they they were pretty
0: fun. Yeah, Pushpa is so so great. I love the first song is a is a lumberjack song. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Then there's
0: that. We need to stop talking
3: about this. Sorry, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
0: or, okay. I mean, those are also musicals, actually. So you yeah, they like are musicals. So I haven't
3: watched those, but I guess you know, with those. It's always it's fun because it's like a few, you know, most like three or four song, four songs, and I don't know, like where the characters are like. Actively singing or whatever. These ones that I've been watching, I probably been watching the wrong ones. There's one yeah. I watched. Cholet had some more than had more songs. Yeah, um, well, like in,
0: in those, you uh, see, like, like the, well, in those, you get like like the hunky action heroes who can also like dance and sing really well. <laughs> which honestly, watching American action movies, like, well, why can't The Rock just start singing and dancing? They do us in India.
2: <laughs> I would have watched that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but uh, 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 anyway, so, um, uh, oh, uh, Jared, you were on, I think, actually, I can't, no, uh, you were on two of the Spike Lee, Spike Lee episodes, and one of them, mm-hmm. at least one of them had the Spike Lee floating thing the floating thing that he always does where like oh that shot
3: oh yeah I was thinking about that with this there's that one shot of them where they're like floating on the bike that was really neat yeah uh, do
0: you know what I'm talking about Alexandria yeah what are you talking about the spiky dolly shot where the person is on a is on like a is on the dolly for the camera and they look look like they're floating
2: oh like the pilot in uh, Malcolm X
0: yes Yeah, yeah 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 So in, so. And it shows up in, in Umbrellas, and I yeah, kind of I wonder, like, is this where Spike first saw it? Because I know Spike loves musicals, and his dream is to, has been for years to make a musical.
3: Yeah, I wonder. It definitely could be. Uh, that's possible. Yeah.
2: Because I noticed that shot, too. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's, that sounds like, okay, that's that's great. That's cool they did that 1964, in 1964. Yeah. And
3: the <laughs> It was kind of neat yeah. I, I liked it because it's like you know the whole thing you feel like it's it's like you know you're watching it's like heightened but you know real that ne- it's like the most sort of like unreal thing i feel like that happens they
2: capture their romance in yeah. a even like, more dreamier way so yeah, they, yeah. it was like both, little, little i mean thing. they're both hopeless romantic so it just makes sense like mm-hmm. for them to look like they are floating on air it's just like in their own little bubble
0: yeah yeah and it's like the this the whole well, first off, like, some that took me out for a second was when um, the, the the Genevieve character he said like, "Well, I'm 17." I was like, "Well, Catherine Niff does not look uh, 17. <laughs> she looks like a, a grown woman."
3: But yeah, no, she does not look like
0: <laughs> 17. How
3: old? Wait, let's see how old. Sir, well, yes, yeah, so 1964. <laughs> probably yeah.
0: 20s. Yeah, she yeah, was like
3: 20s. she was she was like 20,
0: probably because she. Because, uh, mm-hmm. not that much. Because she's only, I think, in her 70s or 80s now. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and, uh. uh I, I, IMDB doing the math, she's probably like 20 or so. So, you know, oh, not oh, oh, furthest okay. off from 17. It's just that she. did just. You don't think of her as a 17 year old. Yeah. Really but, like, that's
0: that. also, this like the. Like, this movie nonsense, so it doesn't really matter.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's so many know. movies where they don't look like they're actually teenagers. It's kind of just, like, whatever.
2: I mean, see that, like, in 80s films all the yeah, time. Yeah. Like, they're, like, 19, or really, you could tell they're, like, 30.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, I've uh, done movies where, where, where I was acting alongside 26-year-olds playing, <laughs> playing, you know, high
0: schoolers, and it all worked out, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I've actually, uh, this one I came up once, but since the Catherine Noviz on this it's relevant. Uh she not that much longer after this movie, uh got with Marcello Mastroianni, and they have a daughter.
1: Oh well.
3: Good good for them. Oh no, I think the audio may have cut out. The audio cut out. Ooh,
1: uh uh. <laughs> hey, Shit. Uh, Oh, bro. Yeah. Did it happen? Now yeah, ma- we good. Are we good? I oh,
0: yeah, yeah, Marcello was, I don't think he was ever acting. He was always playing himself.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it worked for him. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame any woman that fell in love with him either.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> makes sense. But yeah, yeah he did um, get with Captain De- uh, Devenu, and he also was with Faye Dunaway.
0: Oh, well, of course he was.
2: I mean, yeah, but there, I, I bel- believe that he said uh, she's definitely the one I got away. Mm-hmm. He never stopped loving her. I mean,
0: it's made that way, so she has that. Part. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, well, uh, the 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 in Marcello's daughter, she is a pretty prominent actress in Europe. She did the <laughs> French dub for Persopolis. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, some other stuff that hasn't really come over. Most of it has never come over here, but some stuff has. But Persopolis is like kind of the. The only thing I recognize. I love that movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And of oh, course, okay. their 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 daughter's gorgeous, just like mm-hmm. the parents. Was
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, just like her mom. Yeah. I just like, pulled up a picture right now. She's just like she has her eyes.
0: Mm. Yeah. But uh, Captain. Uh, actually, mm. and this is a weird, interesting interesting thing that I realized that like you were on the Dancer in the Dark episode, and that's Catherine did Yes. I was. Of, yes. Mm.
1: And, yes.
0: And. This and this feels like, like uh, Lars Venture was taking this type of approach, but 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 with his style with *The Dark*, with like the the realistic musical.
1: Mm
3: Mhm. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. That's maybe one of my favorite musicals. I would say, like musical Oh, Really? Yeah, I enjoy that
2: musical still. Yeah. I don't. Does she? And I know she doesn't sing in. Um, in either Young Girls or Umbrellas, but I'm trying to remember if she sang a little bit in Dancer in the Dark.
0: Her character does yeah. have a song. Yeah, I think
2: Yeah, so. she sings, uh, she participates in, like, different scenes with Bjork.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and, uh... D- Oh, Joel's not here to fight me on this, but I prefer the Peter Stormare version of his song uh, on the train tracks over the Tom York version. Hmm. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I do love the song either way. I haven't
3: heard (laughs) that. I'm not sure if I've heard the Tom York version, but
0: that's the album version. It's good. Like Tom York can actually sing, but Stormare. Yeah, he's
3: got uh, the acting
0: chops. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and just like. His his like kind of awkward singing in the movie totally works. Mm-hmm.
2: His performance in it is just so sweet and just like he's, um, like like, I, like we said like in the, in that podcast like he was just crushing on her is like mm-hmm. girl he he really loves you for real.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> <hates> like you, <laughs> yeah you know, hopeless romantic, just like um guy and Genevieve.
2: Yeah, and apparently she and Catherine Deneuve does sing in this in that film as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I just noticed that, um, like, she doesn't sing, and neither young girls or even umbrellas. And I don't understand
0: why, but yeah, I mean, anyway. it was kind of style of the time to just um, dub everything.
2: Yeah.
0: Which it kind of makes like judging acting strange, but like you can tell like a good performance just like physically and just uh, like. Even if it's dubs.
2: Yeah, it's, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit because I could tell that they're lip syncing, you know. Like compared to like you know American musicals, like you mm-hmm. you are trained to sing, like you're you're meant to sing in those musicals.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. well, you're a uh, you're a real actor. Like um, it, like it does the does a dub uh like bother you when you're watching a performance or. Or does it depend, like, case by case? Uh, it's a case by
3: case kind of thing, I think, for, for me. Uh, like, I, I'm- I didn't even- So wait, all this- <laughs> I'm all the way to the party here. <laughs> all the singing this was, was dubbed? Uh,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Oh wow. I had no idea.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I didn't- I, I wasn't looking for that. <laughs>
2: I didn't so, notice it until I mean, there was like a close-up shot of um, Genevieve and guy just like yeah. Just like I mean, like I figured that like hold on, wait a minute, she's lip singing.
3: I mean, like I figured that like you know I wasn't hearing any of the onset audio. Like I figured that like it was. I, so I'm sorry. I guess I mean like it was. They were different people doing the singing. It wasn't the
0: um drummer stand usually, is a different person. Doing oh, the singing. oh wow. Yeah. Yeah,
3: they had different actors for each of the characters. Singing. Wow. I, yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, in this case, I wasn't looking for it, so I just didn't notice. Oh, Um, okay. I mean, like, I I probably, if I was, like, looking closer at their lips moving, I'd probably see, like, you know, I guess also because I'm reading the subtitles the whole time, too, so I'm not, I can't
1: exactly, like, like... It's like
2: a long, high note and then Kevin didn't open her mouth but it didn't seem like if her mouth was open wide enough for that mm. note to keep going through and like did she close her mouth and I'm like hold on I don't know. yeah I,
3: I bet now I can well, I'll watch it again and like pay more attention to that and I'll be like oh shit yeah how did I miss that the first time you know <laughs> like <laughs> but uh yeah no, I mean you know I it depends uh like, I feel like, you know, I'll watch... Uh, I've only seen a couple, but, like, I'll watch, like... Uh, like an old Italian horror movie, and there's, huh. you know, dubbing in that, and it's like fun. Oh, yeah, it's like fun or whatever. <laughs> but uh, that's like the best, one of the best things yeah. about like, Italian
2: horror is the dubbing. And then, yeah. And then I,
1: <laughs>
3: uh, I, I, I feel like maybe somewhat unpopularly, like I watched the Netflix version of RRR, which is huh. dubbed, not you know, oh. in its original. Light. It's it's dubbed yeah. in indie. Uh, But uh, I didn't have like an issue like connecting with it emotionally or whatever I mean granted if I watched the original language version I'd probably be like oh yeah this is like better like I whatever but I still had a great great fucking time watching watching the dubbed version on Netflix and so I think also too it's like there are two languages that I'm extremely unfamiliar with so I don't have that like sort of knowledge of, of when I'm hearing it like Perform you know well or convincingly or whatever you know like yeah uh, in the same way that like if i do like a dub in english or something that's not in english i know like it's like awkward or, or stilted or whatever you know yeah, um, yeah. so uh
1: place,
3: so it's uh, kind of a, you know it's all over the place and you know in general i like to stick to subtitles when i can but but you know, away from dubs, but but it, you know they happen and they're not always bad, but, but you know yeah. it's a case by case uh, thing for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so with oh, oh, that's the set design in this like uh, just like our young girls it's it's just incredible and mm-hmm. like uh, like like I haven't really seen anyone use colors like shock to uses colors because like yeah. it's just it's the loudest and most like aggressive thing but it's also just perfect like he understand understands mm-hmm. tonally like how to use like big bright popping colors mm-hmm.
2: it's such a lovely contrast too with the tone of the film you know
0: yeah.
2: um, i've noticed that it's mainly the interiors that are of color, mm-hmm. and all the outside shots are just on this rainy day. <laughs> yeah, and um, or like it was like when they were, when Guy and Genevieve were walking outside, and it's like they're about to go dancing. Like it's like blue lights and um, like a blue setting and everything. It was like a little bit of light, but it's still like a little bit of downcast. And on when they go dancing, it's like this bright pop of like red and mm-hmm. peachy tones and everything, and it's. It kind of makes them feel like, again, like inside, that's where all the drama is. And it's very colorful. It's very dramatic. You know? I just yeah. like to help with that.
3: Yeah. Also, when they first made it, that, like, bar, it's like the, the reddest room ever. Yeah, it. You know,
0: it, I, I, like it felt like. Color. Yeah, like, it felt like a very literal, like, you know, like this. Fist- like, like it's the color of of the heart,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like, like color of love and passion. Like, it's just... yeah. It's like it's so on the point, so so on the nose and pointed. Like, it's it goes beyond like being stupid. And it's just like it, that's it's like it's literally where his heart on sleeve.
3: Uh-huh. Also, it's yeah. like guys always blue, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's usually like, blue. He's like always she... in blue, and then at some point she's in blue and they're, they're and together she wears
0: she wears a lot of pink
3: but then she yeah she also she does pink. like wear a lot of pink and, and
2: that's like her color but it makes her I mean it helps with the youthfulness you know of mm-hmm. the character too cause like Genevieve like, well, Genevieve's like 17, 16 years old yeah uh-huh. and she's very naive when it comes to love and I like, you mm-hmm. know those pink tones and like a little pastel colors kinda reflect that she's still in her very she's still very young
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh I just, it makes her even look more innocent too. It's like, you know, she didn't ask to fall in love with a guy who gets sent off to the military. Like, you know, she just wants to have whatever yeah. after. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's kind of sad. I mean, I think that's just part of life too. You know, that that young stage, like when you fall in love for the first time.
1: Yeah. It's
2: normally, it feels like it's filled with color. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that honeymoon stage is always filled with color.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And
2: I shocked to me kind of captures that, you know, the tarot design and everything with all the colors. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, like watching the, I've seen Donkey Skin too, which, um, I, like, the more gorgeous as I have from Donkey Skin and seeing the other two musicals, it's like, oh, yeah, there's definitely a reason no one talks about Donkey Skin. <laughs> like, it's still good. It's just Umbrellas and Young Girls is notably better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Young Girls is way better yeah um yeah <laughs> it, do you like uh donkey skin the other one with catherine knows me yeah. uh, okay,
1: it was
2: okay like i didn't it didn't really hold my attention i was i saw like around the same time i saw all these other films i haven't really rewatched it since but
0: um yeah it's just like it wasn't like my type of story
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know aesthetically it's pretty and everything but the- Story-wise, yeah. it's, it's just lacking the emotion from the
2: other ones. Yeah, yeah it just it wasn't my cup of tea. It kind of gives, like, a fairy tale yeah, type of thing, very... and, which is fine. I like those stories where they kind of, like, you know, remake, you know, fairy tales and everything. But what I think of shocked to me, I think of, like, Young Girls or Umbrellas mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. I think that's just, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it captures his aesthetic fully. Yeah,
0: and I was looking for... Uh... Agnes Varda cameo, because she has a brief cameo in oh. Young Girls. But I'm not sure. I think they were married by the time this came out. Uh, but um, in Young Girls, she's a nun. I believe a nun that you see very briefly on the street. That's and uh, here I was and I don't think she had a whole cameo enough, but no, I didn't see her at all. Although she was she was a, she was a tiny woman, so she could have mm-hmm. been hidden somewhere.
3: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. saw the back of her head or something. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize until uh, researching this film that both Jacques Demy and uh, Agnès Varda were part of the same group of directors for mm-hmm. um, in the French Wave movement. Apparently, like there was two types of uh, types of directors, and during this movement. And I can't pronounce the first one, but it's kind of like considered the right bank, if you want to call it that, which is essentially you know Truffaut and uh, um, Jean-Luc Gardard and all them, and then yeah, the, uh, the boring and... ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind totally a, I kind of I I guess should I say it? yeah let's say I, I like Jean-Luc Gardard's films. Like, not the '70s one, but at least uh, during the '60s, those are fine. Well, yeah, you're a regional person. No one likes the southern ones. I think I'll be more evil if I said I really like that the 70s
0: one is all political. And I'm like, no, I can not get into Yeah, he stopped caring about making movies people wanted to see after the after 60s. Yeah.
2: So I always stick
0: with the 60s. And I'm like,
2: oh, those are okay. I mean, Weekend and all of them. Those yeah. Were okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, well, he did a King Lear adaptation that is apparently terrible in the 80s that is he on did? YouTube in full. Yeah, I did to find that. <laughs> King, um, I'm a sucker for Shakespeare. So uh, who's in it? Um, Woody Allen has a bit part in it, and uh, the old the old guy trainer from Rocky is in it. <laughs> and um, Molly Ringwald is in it.
2: That is wild. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Canon Films produced it.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's that's insane. <laughs> yeah uh, apparently it was just, like at can the uh, the the cannon group people dome and globus were talking to godar and like they signed god like yeah uh i want to make a, a king Lear thing and they made a deal on a napkin
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well you have to write it down it's
0: cool yeah. A deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how actually that's how godar sold the uh, gave the rights to the guy who did the remake of Breathless. Like, uh, yeah, just, the man just gave him to on a uh, napkin and, uh, well, not What's so I take it's the truth. The remake
3: It's huh? just do every film deal on a napkin. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the remake of Breathless is better than original. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've seen uh, the it's the remake. It's yeah,
3: awesome. no, I've only seen the original *Breathless*.
0: The remake is on Tubi. It's Richard oh. gear. Uh, Tubi has everything. Yeah, it. I think it's great. It's it's, it's super energetic and fun. Hmm. And re- it replaced the obsession with Marlon, Marlon Brando Brando with uh, the whichever Hollywood guy he was obsessed with in that one. Replace it with um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you like Richard Gere, you see him fully, uh, full frontal naked. Oh wow! Uh, okay. <laughs> this was like the this his wild face, like American Gigolo era mm-hmm. before okay. he went, uh, rural Hollywood. That makes sense. Huh?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'll let uh, you know if I see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just to say I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's not a movie you want to watch with your family around. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, I don't go this. Uh... My family probably hates me for the amount of films
2: I recommend. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'll, the only one thing I say don't like is sometimes I'll watch like The Devils. Huh? Like, you know, oh. parents tell us. I'll just, like parents. I
1: like, Mom, don't tell Dad anything. <laughs> 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 Nothing. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, i learned early on uh there's certain things i watch for my parents like i watched the uh, uh roach partition with my dad that that's a very safe thing but like yeah. i saw I walk hard with my parents uh, in the theater
1: walk hard uh. is awesome.
0: <laughs> and i watched the first evil dead with my with my dad next to me and the tree mm-hmm. scene was this uh i was okay. 13. and so like when you're 13 a, a, like the tree scene with their parents next to you. Is yeah, that's exactly excruciating. Yeah, I have never kids. watched it since. But, uh, but you know how many people
2: uh, can say they watched the Evil Dead with their parents? I wish my parents yeah. saw the Evil Dead with me. Like,
0: um, I, 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 I wish know, I they're not
2: too much into
1: horror. You
0: know, I, I wish I, I, I wish they didn't watch it with me. It was mm-hmm. really <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. No,
2: nah, I, mean, I remember watching a few films like with my parents, and there was like kissing scenes or whatever and I'm like, oof, awkward, but you
1: know, we got past
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I've know. watched I've seen a couple. I've had some I've had my first share of, of, of films. <laughs> I, I saw the handmaiden with my mom in theaters. <laughs> oof. Oh uh, wow. Oh, I loved no. the movie. I loved the movie <laughs> but I was definitely like oh boy oh boy oh boy. <laughs> for
2: for like like, no one expected The Handmaid to turn out the way it did but I mean it's a
1: great movie I loved it yeah but I was was, was like I
3: yeah I I, I think I didn't even because at that point I was already a huge Park Chan Wook fan so I was just like I need to go see anything that he makes and uh, I didn't really I don't think I really read up on the plot
1: beforehand (laughs) I was like you want
3: to (laughs) go just want to go into the city and see this movie and she was like yeah sure but, uh, but yeah, uh, we both loved it. It was just, you know, uh, these yeah. scenes, you know, watching that with like Yeah. Mom is, yeah. I,
0: have a, I have a, yeah. a, a, a Facebook um, friend who, um, she saw Blue Velvet with her mom in the theater like the opening weekend.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well,
0: and what's the other thing? I think like she saw Cruising with her mom, too, which mm. was just like, man, just the, the worst movies to watch with your parents. Mm
3: <laughs> hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, one. Other, what? Uh, one. Both are great, but yeah. I would never watch David Lynch with a well, Twin Peaks I would watch with my parents. Any yeah, other David uh, Lynch yeah. is uh, <laughs> a no-go
2: absolutely not I don't even bother trying to introduce my parents to David Lynch that's a conversation I don't think I need to have
0: yeah I right.
2: I, I
3: think my, yeah, no, my parents and I, we all watched The Return when it was airing and they hadn't watched any of the Twin Peaks stuff beforehand I had seen it all so I was all familiar and I was like yeah. Trying to explain things to them, I don't know how successful it was. Um, I
2: don't remember if my mom said she. Liked she was, the I, thing, I, I at
3: know. the time. I thought they were like into it, but then years later, I I did like a full like day long rewatch of the whole season. It just felt like it and uh, I was like do you, you guys you can join me at any point during the day and they just like, didn't join me at all <laughs> and so I was like oh maybe they didn't enjoy it as much as I thought <laughs> they were yeah, probably just I mean, really I- confused every week that we were watching it <laughs> I
2: don't think my I think my mom told she didn't like Twin Peaks so I was like I didn't even bother but I told him you missed out on a whole lot of great
3: yeah. stuff <laughs> it's such a great show I think it was
2: like what episode 8? Oh, but it yeah, felt like a whole cool. David Lynch short film. It was uh-huh. fantastic. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I love that one. That was fantastic. I love, <laughs> I love the
3: evil yeah, Cooper. Yeah, I also just, I, I do recommend watching that whole season in like a, a, a day or something. It, it's honestly like it just goes like. It's slow, but it's quick. It's like you're, it's over before you know it. It's crazy how, huh. how you get sucked into it when you're watching it like from beginning to end, just all at once. Yeah. So
2: that's what you said you like the evil Cooper?
0: Yes, I love evil yeah. Cooper.
2: I like the uh, the other uh, double, the one who's like kind of goofy. Oh, Dougie. <laughs> yeah, Doug
3: oh, yeah, Dougie. 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 <laughs> yeah. He was, he was great. It's like, because <laughs> everyone's just expecting Coop to come back, but he just like doesn't. But like, David Lynch does like the best thing without bringing Coop, you know, to yeah. the very,
0: very end. Yeah, Lynch was the right thing by never <laughs> explaining anything.
2: Can you imagine if David Lynch made a musical?
0: Oh, uh, well, that would
3: be... Isn't there like a dancing oh. woman in Inland Empire? Where they're yeah. They're all like doing a, a dance. I haven't seen that one yet. That's The only two David Lynch films I haven't seen yet are Inland Empire and The Straight Story. I think are is funny because it's like his weirdest movie and his most you know normal or like you know accessible movie, and I haven't seen either. But I've seen everything else.
2: He did Wild at Heart, right?
3: Yeah, Uh, I need
2: to see that one. Still, yeah,
3: it's a great, great lead. uh, one. this
0: is really off topic, but uh, have either of you seen? Uh, uh, watched any of the current all stars of drag race. No. No. Okay, one of the Jinx Monsoon looks like Robert Blake. I think Robert Blake. The uh, from lost highway with a really pale face oh god he's How like little... i'm in your house right now yes yeah <laughs> a, nice. little, a little a little, a little bit and it's it's kind of eerie sometimes
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just a strange thing that like i was watching with my partner and i was like looks like a dave lynch character and mm-hmm. then i was like okay that's why i was mm-hmm. thinking <laughs> and uh going back to Futurama, jinx Monsoon soon has a great podcast on Futurama uh called Forty uh, percent podcast, and uh, uh, it's really funny. And um, they just had one of the voice actors on recently from the show. But uh, okay, what was it? Okay, so the 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 set design of Umbrellas also it it feels like. Well, actually, Jared, you might be able to confirm this. It, I, I assume Wes Anderson is probably a fan of Demi. It comes to like, uh, like the very uh, first I would
3: I assume to... he probably is. I, I, I had never talked about Demi yeah. or anything. Yeah, I was only twelve. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you were a, a child. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't really, he didn't really dive the into any of the, the film stuff at that point. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, I know, he's, you know I, I remember when, like, you know, anytime like any of his movies comes out, he always like they always do like articles where they have him list like ten movies or whatever. Since, you know, he's had to have talked about it at some point, I would imagine.
2: Well, yeah, he did the, the French Dispatch recently, right?
1: Yeah, and was...
2: that film actually kind of is a sort of a tribute to not just The New Yorker, but also like French New Wave and mm-hmm. all that. So it's possible yeah. he may have been influenced by Jacques Demy. Yeah,
0: yeah I, would, I, I, I would have to. Uh, actually, we just recorded an episode on Murmur of the Heart, the Louis Maul film. Uh, and that was a direct influence on Moonrise Kingdom. To hmm. yeah, There's a whole camp sequence that's like, okay, that's, oh, that's, wow. where, that's where aesthetic came from. <laughs> but uh, Wes Anderson that. had some weird things to say about the incest plot of that movie that makes me question how how he views this how he viewed that movie oh like he said that it was beautiful romance and it's like it's a mom fucking her son it's weird it's not it's not a beautiful romance but i mean maybe
3: there's a comment on um on, on how it was done. i, I don't,
0: don't know i don't I, know but he I, said he so thought it was a romance movie. and I, it's I, I, I don't know this is a weird thing to say about that movie it's a good movie, just. I don't know what you was thinking with uh, that opinion of it.
3: It's, I, 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 I can't, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
0: yeah, I uh, um, I to So we, we've talked about Captain Deneuve, time. and uh, so uh, what about Guy? Uh, what do you think of his whole arc? I liked his arc
2: a lot but my favorite in particular is when he comes back and we get to see how the war impacted him Mm -hmm. and I think outside the whole romance thing that's like one element I really really enjoyed because it made everything even more realistic for this film you know it's like it's much more than yeah you're waiting for your girl to come back but you're also dealing with the trauma
1: Mm -hmm. of war Mm
2: -hmm. and to see him kind of i mean not keep it together obviously i mean not um, quitting his job and i mean even going to go see a a prostitute and everything yeah you know to see him kind of fall apart like that it's um you know not against sex workers of course i'm not against that (laughs) but i'm just saying for him to kind of lose (laughs) it because
0: he lost his girl as well Mm -hmm. and like the the saddest part of the whole sequence was when the sex worker says you can call me genevieve it's like, oh man! Like it's that's that's that even more of a gut puncher. It's like you know, it mm-hmm. he's a, he's completely destroyed by like he has nothing left. Yeah. Well, he has his aunt left, but mm-hmm. like uh, the moment I, I saw her, and I knew nothing about like her whole her whole story part her part of the story, and I knew like well she's gonna die, but yet. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's obvious. Yeah. But that's something that was sad too, you know, like you lost another uh, female figure in your life that was really important to you.
1: Yeah. And
2: that's pretty, um, pretty rough. I remember actually, I knew a girl once, and um, her boyfriend at the time had lost his grandmother, Mm. and how he was handling the, he wasn't handling the news well. So that's why I said like watching this film again, and you know, after. You know, experiencing some relationships here and there, you mm-hmm. begin to kind of understand like co- relationships are very complicated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. part of like the mom, uh, the mom and daughter thing with Catherine Deneuve and the sure, struggle well, because of uh, actress name because she's a her performance is really great. She actually was a big actress in France at the time. The mother. Uh, yes, the mother. Mm. Hello. I don't know. Uh, and Vernon. That's it. Um, that whole thing, which is like yeah. you, you cannot see him, uh, was. we really reminiscent of something from high school. Uh, I won't use a name because I'm not this person anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, she became a, a very close friend. But we nearly put that crush on each other. And almost dated, but I learned the reason why we never did. It's because her mom was racist and didn't believe in interracial dating. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck.
0: And, uh, I'm out, and they're super like right wing Christian types. Right. And and uh, my friend, she she was pretty open minded Christian at the time, but she kind of got a lot a little more radicalized into the other side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. American Christianity. I should clarify, mm-hmm. it went in college. So then we kind of stopped being friends after that point. Shit. Wow, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, like her, her Get better off. mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her mom's quote is, "They can date people their own color." Oh,
2: oh. okay. that's a black woman, I don't even like that. <laughs>
1: nah. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's. Shit, that sucks. Oh, audio cut out. Tom's quote is, "They can date people their own color."
2: Oh, okay. And as a black woman, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: wow. Yeah. Okay. I think Jared uh, froze out again.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Um, Did that ever ever happen to you? I cleaned or anything like that.
2: Oh. I want to say yes, because honestly, I'm usually the only black girl in every classroom I've ever been in. So a lot of my crushes were also like mainly you know, white or just outside of my race. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's it wasn't blunt, you know, normally mm-hmm. it's so quiet. The subtle racism, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you're okay for now. Kind of a vibe.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: but my son will be probably mostly be wearing like marrying a white girl or whatever. Yeah.
0: So you could tell. It's like just in their
2: in attire or Yeah.
0: I mean, my friend's mom was very much like, you two can be close friends, mm. but nothing more.
2: Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's that same attitude.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's I just like I'm glad that person's not in my life. <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jared, did he ever go through anything like that?
3: Uh, we're like. A relationship didn't work out because the parent was like, "No." Yeah,
0: because like racism uh,
3: or no? Uh, no, uh, I've just been. Yeah, no, that that, that, that that situation is not not happening
0: to me. Uh no. uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah well, you're, you're lucky you never had, had uh, anything like that. Yeah. The,
2: the person, reason uh, why, like, yeah. I tell, if I date outside of my race, I always tell them, I hope your parents are already okay with the idea. Because <laughs> if you can't protect me, you can't defend me, then it's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we like to pretend in this country we've we've moved on, but we really haven't. No, we haven't yeah.
2: at all. I mean, today's Juneteenth, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I
1: always have to work mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, uh, my job, I work uh, pretty much every holiday. I don't, ho- holidays aren't uh, a reality of my, of, my, of my work.
2: Yeah, I mean, same thing with me because I work in retail for now, but um, just the idea of like, it's Juneteenth, it's the day um, that we celebrate, you know, the freedom of African-American slaves and we're at work, still. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: okay. I'm like, that's wild to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay, well, like, I,
0: I got a you yeah, know well, yeah some of my well my clients live in an area i'm home healthy uh like farm redneck country and uh juneteenth is this like nonsense to some of the people in the area oh god i, I just know like i just know with some stuff when, I, when 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 i drive my people around it's like well don't talk when uh when they're talking to some of their friends because i know some of their friends are just not uh not open-minded people.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not saying all all like farmer types are. Just like y- you can tell.
2: Yeah, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. It's either depending on your area, is going to be blunt
0: or it's going to be very subtle. Yeah, I, I know. I'm getting close to where this person lives because I see uh, Trump flags mm-hmm. uh, suddenly appearing a lot more. There's not
2: downtowns there, right? Huh? Hmm? You don't
0: know what a sundown town is? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what sundown oh, town okay. is. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm in... Uh, I'm, I'm in Delaware and I'm close to the border of Maryland. And I know I'm in Maryland because I, I'll start to see Confederate flags and Trump flags mm-hmm. on on every house. Okay. It, it's that part of Maryland. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Delaware is a blue state, but we have our, you know, our our very red areas.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, even actually where I live, um, well, if you go further north, it's way more conservative. And it's like, I live like in a tri-city, and one of the cities where I used to live, it's very conservative. Like the city itself, if you have to really... Consider what it will look like on a political map. It'll be red, mm-hmm. huh. you know. But once you get into like one of the other cities, you can tell that people are a little bit more liberal. It's really, it's really interesting. But yeah. the other side of town it's very conservative, and it's not even a joke. I'm like, don't even. I'll just keep right. conversations very minimal.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to the the uh, redneck part of. Del- I should not say redneck part Like the the more conservative uh, part of Delaware. Yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> for um, indie wrestling shows. And so I'm down there because uh, for indie wrestling shows, they always do the Pledge of Allegiance before every uh, every uh, at the start of the four hour thing every time. And I always I always do it because I know what part of the state I'm in and mm-hmm. I know I look ethnic enough, so I don't want to get any attracting attention. <laughs> oh, I want to
2: go back to the. Guy character, real quick. Yeah. I was watching the film again this morning and um, it just kind of jumped out at me. When he is talking to Madeline about wanting to spend a life with him and everything, huh? what are you guys saying? Do you think he was genuine? No. Okay, well, like, I didn't think he was desperate. Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why my perspective changed at the end watching him look at Genevieve, you know, uh, seeing her again, like there's a bitterness in his eyes. And I'm like, uh, I don't think you really are over her and you're with Madeline because you're feeling lonely. And I, I mean, I don't mean that, you know, unsympathetically because, you know, he did just come out. Come home from a war obviously yeah. yeah So he does need the support but in terms of like a relationship like a loving relationship mm-hmm. i didn't think like he had it, he's having any genuine with madeline i think it's just with her because that other dream that he wanted didn't come true yeah yeah like see. Uh, it's like i don't want to say codependent but it's kind of felt codependent a little bit when madeline was like singing she was worried about are you really over genevieve i'm you know she doesn't want to be put in that situation because that's not fair to her
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i just kind yeah. of thought and i think he
1: he did put her in that situation
0: <laughs> yeah the, the like the, the very end when like after after she after uh, genevieve leaves yeah and uh you see him playing with with his son and, like, with his wife and just know, you, you just know, like, well, that Christmas is gonna be awkward, because, see, I, he's probably gonna tell tell his wife, oh, guess who I saw, and I have weird things <laughs> Like He
1: may I'll, not say anything, though. Yeah. It's
2: like, remember, I Genevieve brought yeah. the kid over and named him uh, Francois. Yeah. And now he has a son named Francois. Yeah. And he's not even acknowledging the, the daughter. That he that was, was totally truly bad with, oh. and I, that's that's the thing that made the ending even more
1: sad. But it's just
2: like it left it oh, It's like bad taste in my mouth. It's like, oh
1: ooh, dang, hmm. you, you don't yeah, want to be the dad. <laughs> oh,
0: it, also, it also strikes me as like, uh, so, so you guys think he would never bring yourself again, at least to his wife, not
2: anytime
0: soon, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, especially
2: if you told bad on it. No, I'm, I'm over her. <laughs>
0: hmm. Oh God. And I feel like he would, not like he would just get drunk and then uh, it, it would it would come out.
3: I mean, yeah, I guess that could, could potentially happen.
2: Or if you want to make it really messy, one of the prostitutes can like get out and you know spread rumors and like, hey, by the way, there's this one girl named Genevieve. I don't think you know.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It could go either way. So I'm pretty sure it's talked about Genevieve for
3: a while before he got with Adeline. Looks like he's in the
0: sequel right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <this, laughs> yeah, plot oh, oh, wow. is going to be really awkward. Yeah, and uh, uh, this feels like, well, some of the way it's shot in some parts feels very much like Ozu. Way like Ozu would transition between uh, rooms. Like he'd show like someone walking, and then like cut to like a room, and then cut to like another room, and then like he'd cut to like the the destination just to show you like like the show you like the person the the journey the person took without actually showing you them walking the whole time. And there's some elements of that, and those are like Mm -hmm. the Ozu like staring directly down the camera, talking to you.
1: Stuff yeah. Here.
2: yeah like the shot with um with uh Genevieve and she had the crown on her head you know yeah, like when he, when he looks uh, when she looks right at the camera
1: yeah. and you just
2: get that like as as one of my favorite shots I think out of all the of the entire film when um yeah. it was name Roland the jeweler he's like trying to you know kind of court her a bit
1: yeah
2: and she puts the crown on and there's a moment where she looks happy and then it goes slowly back to a frown where she just can't let guy mhm <laughs> thought that was
0: a yeah, beautiful shot very shots. striking on it. it's very much like a Suzukohara type of uh performance there
2: yeah yeah I'm glad you mentioned Uzo that that's what it reminded me of too and I'm like
0: yeah
1: yeah that was awesome. heartbreaking too
0: yeah and it's like it's also like the realism of like well this is just life right now it feels very much like um like it feels like if Ozzy made a musical like it would be like this blunt uh this blunt approach like this is how life is and not, not sugarcoat it
1: yeah
2: i like it just captured like those life moments where you have to make a very difficult decision. And it's a decision, you may not want to make,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and that's, like, that's tough. You know, you don't want to make any choice because you really want a specific outcome. And you know, when you make a decision, you're, you're gonna, it may, you may have an outcome that may be okay for you, but it's gonna hurt
1: somebody else. Yeah, and like
2: that's yeah. very tough. Yeah. I thought this film captured that very perfectly, especially with that one shot. You know, the you see the magnitude of what she's dealing with. Huh. Yeah, and to be fair, like even though she's young, it's still valid. You know,
0: yeah, emotions are still emotions.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm glad that I'll, I'll give credit to the mom with this one because she does eventually admit she's been harsh to her when she was talking to Roland.
0: Nice yeah, <laughs> yeah and, uh, you, I like Roland uh, in this movie because, like, he's not played as a villain or anything. I really appreciate that cause they're able to like that that uh, uh, tired trope because it's as true as like, well, he was kind of the only real option out of cause, like, this is, you know, this is still when being a, like a single mom is. Seen as like uh like you're seen as a, as a fallen woman, mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. for just the like, financial security, cause I cause I know like uh in America women couldn't get like their own bank accounts until like the or credit cards until the 70s. Something one of those two things, and I'm sure France was just at the same pace as as America. And so like she, you know, there's this rich man who who likes her, and it's like well. The, this is the only. There's no other option because they seem to have no social life. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, they have seem to have no friends or or anything. And she's pregnant, and it, you know, like a you know, a, not 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 um, you know, not that many people presumably like to. They make it seem like would would be willing to take her as a as a wife or or, like, a fiancé or anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they handle that the situation delicately, I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even with the Madeline character, you know, that could have easily been, you know, what, like, a love triangle? Or, in this case, square?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting it to her to be, like, super jealous, but she's Honestly, probably the most mature. Well, for that, for that relationship, for her relationship with uh, guy, she's definitely the more mature one. Who's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, wants to be clear, like, you know, are you emotionally through with with your past love? Because that's the only way. But also, I, I, but I also wonder, does she believe that he's over it, or does she just? Or, or she like placating just to have somewhat of a, of a life because she has no family and has no one in her life besides him? I think that's why a sequel should be made No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um,
1: I think I, oh. I think
2: in any situation like that, you kind of just hope. And um, again, it's going back to the the, comp, uh, the complicated natures of relationships, you know you can only trust someone so much. There's always that like that one percent that you're, you know, this person can turn on you, that person can change their mind about you, you know, because you can't control anybody. So she, I think from the from goodness of her heart, she wants to trust him too, that he like he really is over her and that they do want to create a life together. But I think there's always gonna be that one chance, and I like that. They don't really revisit that conversation you know at the end of the movie or anything like that they just kind of move on he made his decision everyone's made their decision and you just kind of hope for the best
0: yeah and just the end beyond christmas makes it even worse mm. yeah it's supposed to you know it's supposed to be the like the happiest holiday of the year yeah, it's, it's, you know like and it's just like i know for some people it's 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 not happy at all, but yeah. like here, it's like it. just takes, you know, the most joyous holiday. And it's like it just hits you in the face with a uh, sledgehammer.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's it sucks, but you know, I don't think I, you know, I wouldn't want it to end any other way.
1: hmm Yeah. Well,
2: know, I, I like the fact that we see, we get to see Genevieve, kind of meet with her decision in a way like she has to confront that it's like yeah i married someone else and uh, yeah i could have waited two years for you but i chose not to and uh that's nothing too i kept saying thinking in my head could she she could have just waited two years it's not that long for someone to come back
0: it was true but also yeah yeah. Uh, um, do you have any any thoughts we then cover? Uh, uh it like a, a,
3: a brief thing, to something that, that when I was watching it, I, I, she like faints thinking about him with another woman, but he's also like going off to war. I just remember it's just, like. I mean, there are other things that, that you worry about, too, <laughs> you know, <it's> going <laughs> off to war. <laughs> yeah. like, finding someone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, but... But, you <laughs> know, like it's
3: about all about love, of. so I get it. It's, you know, it's focusing on that element more than, than like, the actual, uh, you know, uh, uh, theme of war and stuff.
2: Yeah. I think it's also about the theme of commitment, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you know,
2: who yeah. are you committed to and why, because mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing, it's like, I can't help but feel like I wish he did commit to Guy, but that's, you know, that could just be, again, falling for that whole fantasy of love, yeah. right? Yeah. I'd be associated with, like, young girls, with, uh, young yeah, girls both, um, like, young
1: girls,
2: but so in this see. film, it's like, no, commitment is more than just love. It's like. You know, money is also about where you're gonna live and you know, having kids and all that. It's much more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. So, I just found it interesting. Like, we can see everyone's, um, well, except for Roland, but we get to see, you know, Genevieve's expression on her face and just her seeing um, Guy again and her kind of coming to terms with mm-hmm. her choice. Yeah that's rough mm-hmm. and she's still young
0: too you know it's like, yeah because it's five it's still early it starts 20. 57 then the end is 63 so yeah. it's
3: six she's years like late. in her early 20s yeah yeah so she's like aged up to where she actually you know actually <laughs> <seems> <laughs> <Yeah. very funny. laughs> Age, maybe a little past. uh, Yeah, she
0: um, she plays younger
3: and then older.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and just like him not seeing his kid is like I can understand him not wanting to, like, in that short notice because that's a lot to, a lot
3: to, yeah, big, big dump right there.
2: Yeah, but that could be um, probably not the best space, too, Mm -hmm. because his son is already. Inside,
1: yeah. So I
2: don't think you want you don't want that type of drama right now. Like that's like yeah, that would be bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, and he's working. It's like yeah. now's the time, but you don't want to yeah. confront that situation right there and
1: then.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I mean, I would hope like they would reunite so he can meet the daughter and hopefully be a really good father to her too, and um, you know have some maybe co-parenting. That would be interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing that really got, hurt me, too, was um, when she, when Genevieve asks Guy how is he doing, how are you feeling, and everything, and he goes, I'm very well, I'm happy, but he looks so scorned. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it's a
2: loaded statement. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shoot, I don't, that's why I asked, like, um, if he really w- wanted to be with Madeline because he cared mm-hmm. about her, or if he's just picking her because she's there, you know—that's yeah. the
0: only other woman he knows, really.
2: Mm-hmm. I know, but that's the thing because it's like um, it, that's what I mean. It kind of screams a little bit of codependency, yeah, and it stems because of this rejection from Genevieve, and so for him to, to tell her, "I'm happy, I'm fine," because I have a wife now. And I have my own kid. I'm good. I don't need you. <laughs> kind of <fun. laughs> So he just looked kind of. He looked. He looked. He looked. He, looked, he was bitter at the end. hmm
0: So yeah. And the actor who played Guy Nino Castelnuovo. Uh, His career after this. Well, uh is like, he's all over a place. He's one of those people who would show up in kind of anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in um, New for your killer, the Jalo. The he's in the um, uh, Radley Metzger softcore film, Camille *Camille 2000. He's in the English Patient, the Oscar winner from the That's... 90s. Like, uh, he just kind of went everywhere and did like a little bit of everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah
3: interesting career. he just passed away last year
0: yeah he did yeah i need uh, oh, a one movie rocco and his brothers the movie that i considered doing for to put on the schedule but uh after watching another Visconti movie i said i don't want to watch any Visconti. i don't i don't care for him hmm. <laughs> i tried oh, so. i
3: have not seen any of yet uh
0: the leopard the first half i was a was a struggle to get through. Second half is really good. Hmm. It's just the first ninety minutes is was rough
1: hey.
3: for me. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day I'll get to it. Uh,
0: maybe. Yeah. Uh, the leopard is pretty. It's only like the big draw of the leopard is you get Burt Lancaster, an Italian. Hmm which is strange, okay. and Elaine um, uh, Delon is uh, the other star, and Elaine Delon at, the, at that point was uh, was always great in, in movies, not as a person. He's a, allegedly a shitty person, but mm-hmm. I, I won't get into that stuff, but you can look it up if you feel like it.
2: I tried to watch the conversation piece, and I could not get through that.
0: Huh. Yeah.
2: Only well, because, like, Burt Lancaster was in that one, too, so,
0: but... Yeah, Burt Lancaster late, late career stuff is fascinating. Like, The Swimmer Yes. is a, it's a masterpiece, and every time I see him in anything now, my first thought is, oh, he's gonna, he has some fucked-up secret now.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was
0: fantastic.
2: These days, i to watch him in either The Swimmer or uh, Smallest Re-Success. Huh. Like you. going sure. back to Jared,
0: have
1: you
2: seen
0: the swimmer? Nope. Uh, go into it knowing nothing.
1: All right.
2: Don't look up anything about it. Yeah. Okay, from
1: 1968.
3: Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm yeah. Not reading the plot at all.
0: Yeah. Don't look up place? anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, I got nothing else really oh. about uh, umbrella share board. Oh wait, yes I do. After I finished watching it today, I needed something fun, so I watched uh, Resident Evil Afterlife.
1: <laughs> and
0: the... <laughs> Martin Kessler is right. The Mar- the uh, uh, Resident Evil movies, the Anderson ones, the other Anderson, uh, they're really good.
3: I, I saw Resident Evil Afterlife in the theater with my dad, speaking for Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> you would have been like 10 years old.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was like excited. I was very. I was like. I think. Well, it came out in twenty ten, so I was like eleven. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, I, was, uh, I I I was a very happy kid that day.
0: Mm. Um, but the so the opening <laughs> shot of Umbrella Sharporg is uh, aerial sh- uh, like a bird's eye view looking down. Yeah, uh, people with umbrellas. Oh god! Oh. Yeah, wait, shit, it's like the opening shot in Afterlife? <laughs> yes, it is. It's the same thing of people in the rain with
3: umbrellas. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like t- it's like a bird's eye, view, the god's eye view looking directly <laughs> down. Slum, you know, the, you see the the raindrops hitting umbrellas. That's pretty funny. Uh, you yeah,
0: know, the big difference is <laughs> in Afterlife, you get uh, yeah, like like a, a a a, a heals up of um, like slow pan of of a of a hot woman who turns out is a zombie.
3: Yeah, and then you get get one of those uh, he bites the dude's neck and the blood splatters all over the ground.
0: Yeah, so that, that's where it differs. But
1: yeah, not have any
0: of that. It's just jumping it. from. uh you know, c- classy cinema, and it was like, oh, it's it's opening the exact same way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. But,
0: oh, yeah, then I guess my other
3: thought, and this is a totally, totally complete, complete blasphemous thought that I had while watching, and it probably would ruin the movie completely or, or partially or something, but I was just like wondering, like, what it would play, how it would play <laughs> someone just did a dub where they removed all the music and like re-recorded all the dialogue but spoken <laughs> 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 like just how, how much that would change the emotional impact of the scenes and all that and like just they'd you know, redone like the sound or something like I, I can totally see like a film student in like a sound class having an assignment where they have to recreate the audio for a scene and just choosing a scene from like this movie taking out all the music and the singing and re-recording the dialogue and like doing foley and stuff like yeah it's just because it's, <laughs> it's like such a
1: conversational
3: musical you know it's like it's like you know just singing the dialogue it's like <laughs> yeah you know, Uh you don't feel like song lyrics.
0: Uh, this isn't a uh, a judgment but roland the, ca- the character roland kind of looks like alistair pitts uh for the Ruth <laughs> piles the United guy <laughs> I don't know how how will feel after me saying that. Cause I know <laughs> you, you won't listen to this.
2: I hope he responds positively.
0: <laughs> uh, I hope so too. He kind of does. I, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> all right, yeah. So, uh, Umbrella Sherborg, I think we all would would, would recommend this mm-hmm.
1: movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and oh, this was up for the best foreign film at the Oscars. Mm. And it was up against yesterday, today and tomorrow, the uh, Marcello and uh, Lauren um, anthology, mythology uh, like rom-com sex comedy thing. That's only okay. And Woman in Dunes, the brilliant uh, Japanese film, and uh, I think an, a couple, another movie and this this movie lost to a kind of mediocre um marcello sex comedy which which just shows the oscars have kind of always been wrong Mm -hmm. on everything yeah (laughs) and the oscars don't matter uh, but at the same time it's like how did you guys not vote for this devastating musical over instead of I don't I don't, I don't understand. It's a different
3: time we're different, I
0: guess.
3: Yeah. So I yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So this is easily available. and yeah, There's no There's no threat of this going away anytime soon. Yeah. Thank God for
3: HBO Max. I can't believe I yeah. just said that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, recommendations for 1964,
3: you guys can go first. Uh, yeah. The three other movies that I've seen from 1964, I enjoyed all of them. So, Doctor Strangelove, uh, A Hard Day's Night, and The Mask of the Red Death, uh, I would say are, like, my recommendations. They're also literally the only other 1964 films that I've seen. Um, but I enjoyed all of them
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh mine are The Last Man on Earth and The Tomb of Elijah also part of Roger Corman's Edgar and Poe films mm. and I'm going to recommend Goldfinger uh, Double 007 yeah yeah check that out all of them yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but I like the Connery, well, I love the some Connery ones, but the one I love the most is also the most problematic one, <laughs> uh, you, you only love twice. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about with the problematic part of that movie. Yes, I
2: <laughs> do. Yeah, uh, like
0: well,
2: I guess some people like to say, well, not everyone, but that James Bond has some problematic aspects. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it always
2: does. He approaches women.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Ian Fleming was also a a notorious piece of shit. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Uh, I
2: have have just drag my gold finger because primarily I love the song. It's one of my favorite Bond themes Mm. ever. It's a good one. Yeah. But Sean Connery's, I mean, you can't can't go wrong with Sean Connery. I think it's fun just to watch and respond.
0: Yeah, that's when he was still trying. The later ones, you can tell he stopped caring. I'm still working my way through all
3: the, all the uh, James Bond films. Approach. Yeah, I'm. I'm very behind. Um, I've only seen the the like Daniel Craig ones. I, I've I
1: seen Daniel Craig I've and the. Uh... I think I, I
3: may have seen bits and pieces of Gold uh, of Goldfinger, but uh, I haven't actually watched like any of the pre-Daniel Dan, Dan, Craig ones like in full. I think. Huh. They
0: are <laughs> a product of their time in the best and worst ways.
3: Yeah, I've seen, like, clips and stuff from from them, they always look like they're, like, kind of fun, kitschy, like, I don't know, like, you sort of leave your brain at the door or you just sort
0: of, like, have a good time with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so for me, uh, first, uh, a novel I recommend anytime i can, uh, can bring up an african novel i, I will this uh, 1964 um era of god by chinoa achebe was released it's the third part of the africa trilogy i've owned it for a while but i haven't read it but it's uh achebe so of uh, so it will at least be very good he's a legendary writer for a reason and for movie, one is Lemonade Joe, a Czech, I guess, slapstick sort of comedy thing. It's hard to really explain, but the Coen, uh, the Buster Scruggs costume from the Coen Brothers movie is a reference to this Czech
1: comedy from 64. Oh, wow. It's,
0: it's, it's identical hmm. to it. And... Uh, Another thing I'd recommend is That Man from Rio, the Jean-Claude Belmondo action comedy starring Catherine Deneuve's sister. Hmm. Uh, what's, oh, she had two great movies this year. actually, uh, I always forget. Her name is, uh, Francois, uh, Dro, Drole or Doraleigh. I'm not sure the right way to say it. Um, yeah, uh, but that man from Rio is basically like the bridge between like um, uh, Buster Keaton and Jackie Chan because hmm. Belmondo does all his own stunts and some of those stunts are, are genuinely terrifying to see like the star of the movie do do himself and there's no music, it's no cuts, it just follows Belmondo and it's like it's like he is really playing himself and in, in, in like absolute danger doing these stunts
3: and <laughs> yeah i'll have to check cool. it out i love watching watching <sighs> actors do crazy stunts <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i
2: have one more recommendation i'll go for it yeah um, marriage italian style starring uh sophia loren and Marcello Mastroianni. oh uh, yeah hmm. if you haven't seen it and, it's, uh, it's- pretty funny, pretty cute. It's a little romantic comedy, and yeah. it's a is at at her best, so I just love her in that movie.
0: Yeah, I, I love their parents together. And Francois Durlec, I, I, I'm going to say differently over time. Uh, she also was a, uh, the co-star of Young Girl on the Road She died before that movie. I think she died after it came out died the year it came out. Mm-hmm. And so watching any, anything with her is very sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um about that man from Rio is this is such a blast. It's a direct influence on Indiana Jones. Spielberg did confirm it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some some stuff is very similar. And uh what's mm-hmm. other In the other uh, Francois movie years, the Soft Skin, the Truffaut movie. It is my it of like the French New wave stuff we've covered, it might be my favorite one, because it's the best example of, like, the, the shitty man uh, uh, type French New Wave story, but mm. done the most perfect way, because the shitty man is also incredibly boring, but mm. that's the point of the movie, that he sucks, because mm. and he's just super boring. And, uh... Yeah, uh... Yeah, yeah soft skin. It's... It's on Cartoon Channel, I think. And Lemonade or the Chuck movie, I I think, is streaming sometimes. But uh, there's a DVD on Netflix, DVD Netflix, uh, to get it. And Batman from Rio is streaming as of right now. Mm Okay. And you can just order books online. Books aren't going to disappear anytime soon. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, This will come out. in the future, at some point. Awesome. Uh, 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 Alexandria, what do you have coming up?
2: The only thing i coming up is going back to school. No. <laughs> yeah. And um, well, I don't really have much writing these days, I so just kind of writing down ideas. And uh, I I'd say just keep an eye out. All yeah, right. right now, it's like I've just really been focusing on just, you know, just kind of getting stuff together
3: in my own personal life. All right, uh, Jared, you? Uh, um, like yeah, I, uh, I did a, I, I did like a couple very brief scenes in a, a, a movie. Filmed it like last December. I have no idea when the movie is coming out. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. I guess that's that's something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> can you talk about Can you say the name of the movie?
3: Oh, yeah. It's, you... it's called Susie Searches. Uh, I made it very, very, extremely briefly. I, I filmed all my scenes in a single day. Uh, and they're very quick. Um, I have no idea when the movie is coming out. Uh, Kirstie Clemens is uh, the lead in it. Uh, Um, some other people are in it too, uh, but I only have, I only had scenes with, uh, Casey Clemens. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's like a take on the, like, uh, I guess, like, true crime podcast kind of thing, but it's more, like, dark comedy, satirical, uh, of, of that scene, I guess, um, Right. But, um, yeah, right. Hopefully, it'll turn out well. I have no idea when it's coming out.
0: <laughs> is your other movie still on Apple? Uh, Apple, uh, Apple Streaming, whatever they call that
3: thing? Yeah, wait, which, uh, which one?
0: Uh, the it, recent one. It's x it like, 3 The one that you
3: filmed, like, uh, four or five years ago. Yeah, it's x 3 that, that, that one. Yeah, that one's, uh, some. it's on, you can rent it on iTunes, and uh, uh, I forget if it's on any of the other services right now. Um, but okay. yeah, that, that one is, is also around, uh, and I'm in more than a couple scenes of that one, so. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, and uh, for me, uh, I'll have... Uh, on Grumpire, I will be featured in the Action Roundup for June, July, or June May. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which anyway, I'll be featuring that pretty soon. Talking, uh, I'll write a mini review on the Indian action movie uh, Vikram that came out
1: mm-hmm. I'm uh, and,
0: in May. Time. It's a very good movie. That it—it it, it was hard to condense my thoughts into. It two two or three paragraphs mm. nice and yeah it's uh it's, it's uh, it was great and i saw it in a packed yeah a pretty packed theater and i was the only non-indian person there <laughs> And the women there were going nuts for the star every time he was on screen. And this isn't like a young hunky guy. This is like a 55 year old silver (laughs) with like a dad bod. And these women were going insane every time he showed up. (laughs) But uh, yeah, big is very good. I have another piece I'm working on for Grumpire very slowly for a long time, and I'll be on movies—not movies not from hell. I'll be on the Grindben podcast. I'll be in some other podcasts. Joel and I and Melly Daniels, no relation to Alexandria that I know of, have a separate show anymore. called <laughs> Arbitrary Indiscriminate Movie Podcast. Uh, We—it's uh, a pick random movies. We have a whole system for it. And Joel has resurrected his old show. Please don't send me to outer space. I was on the first... I was on the What did you say?
2: No, he actually asked me to be on that podcast recently. I just forgot about
0: that. I was on the first episode of the rebirth of it. Cool. And I talked about Burst City, a Japanese punk movie from the 80s. It's like, it's pre-Repo Man, like pre-Alex Cox. Uh, punk movies And this movie is definitely a specific taste I will not recommend it to everyone. I want I I says I love it however it took me about three watches to actually love it oh wow it's it's like a two-hour music video but there's other stuff going on with it it's it's very particular with what it is and who it who it, it will uh, who it will appeal to what's it called again? Uh, Burst City, 1982. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you like punk music and Hmm. sort of, like, it's one of those things that we got into it on an episode of talking about, like, how is it sci-fi? And I was like, I I don't know how it's sci-fi, it just is (laughs) sci-fi. Kind of like Stalker is sci-fi, but you can't explain how it's sci-fi, it just kind of is in, in, that, in that type of vein so yeah uh, I don't know when he's releasing that
2: Yeah, he asked me recently to um, appear on his podcast so I guess that's that's one project that's
0: in the works okay. <laughs> uh, what movie did you pick?
2: I haven't decided yet because I like quite a bit of sci-fi i like, oh, okay. like I could say well I don't want to say out here but I'm t- I don't want to pick it something that's so obvious like Alien or something <laughs> so no. I have to go a <laughs> <it. laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, you no. Know, uh, yes. Yeah, look at frat stuff. And uh, yeah, so I uh, listened to the, the end, the, the tag at the end for all the Twitter information and all that, all that garbage. Mm-hmm. And Alexandra, like, you'll be back next season. Uh, because well, I'll tell you after the recording. Okay. And what, what it's going to be And Jared? You'll uh, I I want uh, might do another episode with you and Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah,
3: uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be back. I'd love to more Argenta.
0: Yeah, watch yeah uh, it'll probably be because this video is too obvious, hmm. and Tenebrai is my yeah, personal I favorite.
3: Yeah, I haven't Purchase seen yet, so it's great, great excuse me to watch
0: that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so uh, that'll happen. You, so uh, thank you guys for coming on, and uh, if you're still listening, go watch Umbrellas of work. The show can be found on Twitter at Piano Player pod. Our email is still highandlowpod at gmail.com. You can find a show on Spotify, Podbean, and various other places where you can find podcasts. Our intro music is by Vivian Fop, And our cover art is by Sarah Roberts. You can find her art at sarahkathleenroberts.com. And thank you for listening.